Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me for a full season this week, this week, this year, is JD. How are you, mate? Fantastic, mate. All uh, starting to get my sleep pattern back in order after coming back from Adelaide. Yes, we were down at the Adelaide 500 or the Adelaide Superloop 500 or the Superloop Adelaide 500 or one of them. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't the Clipsal anyway as much as everyone was telling. <laughs> everyone kept calling about, yeah. about it. <laughs> it was great. Um, the Mustangs, quick. We'll touch on that a little bit um, later on in the show. But first, something that we were like, we're going to do... During the off-season, after the Bathurst 12-hour. Some of you may not be aware, but JD and I actually had the opportunity to go down and pit crew for a race team um, yeah, down did. at the Bathurst 12-hour uh, with did. M Motorsport. We had a um, a crash course on uh, pit crewing <laughs> in oh, the yeah. deep end. Rocked up Wednesdays, like, this is how you do it, you know. You've got a half a day to learn and <laughs> get right into it Thursday. Well, at least Thursday was a bit handy with it, us not actually getting out on track. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, if, I think we would have Still, been... Still, we could have done with pump. a couple more days of prep, I think. <laughs> yeah, we had um, the team we were working for run three KTM Crossbow GT4 cars. Um, fantastic little car, aren't they? Oh, they were great. Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, uh, just to be around the, the, the caliber of the engineers and stuff in the team was um, really awesome as well. It felt really cool to be involved. I was it like, did. yep, it did. I have, I still got my competitors pass somewhere here. There's team pass for the Bathurst 12 hour. It was just, you're rubbing shoulders with people I never thought I'd rub shoulders with. I think we were standing in line having lunch with Chaz Most at one point. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting talking to Chaz in line and, and you know, you sit next to obviously all the Triple Eight boys there mm. with um, their Mercedes GT3 car and uh, yeah, everyone's pretty guys. open yeah, too. Really all, and all the international drivers. It was a pretty relaxed meeting too. I think it's a little bit more relaxed than Say a, a supercar, supercar round. round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, everyone's a little bit more friendly in that. Um, and no, final, what do you really, what do you enjoy the most out of the experience? We won't go into the whole thing. We do have a lot more racing to talk about. Uh, most, jeez, oh, I don't know what I'd say. I enjoyed the most. The experience in general was really good. Um, the most winning. Yeah, I like going winning. down to the podium. Yeah. That was good. You're like, yeah. oh, has this happened all the time? You're yeah. Like, so one yeah. of our cars um, uh, managed to end up winning uh, winning the class. Uh, Number 48. 48, yep, yep, um, which was awesome. So uh, that that was a pretty cool experience to be involved in, in something of that level. bit I didn't like the most, uh, no sleep for four nights straight. Yeah, that bit sucked. That You're getting home at like 12... One o'clock in the morning, and then you're like, set your alarms for four. Yeah, that was rough. Um, the bit I didn't like the most, winning. And then we all go out, trying to find a place at Bathurst, open to feed, oh, how many guys were it? 14, 13 guys? The yeah. Crew. Yeah. Luckily, we found a little kebab, pizza and kebab shop open. Well, they were actually they were shut, <laughs> and we went and knocked on the door and got them to open up, which was really nice of them. Thank you. So we had pizza and kebabs for dinner that night, went to the bottle, bought some beers, went back to the house. I think we all had one or two beers. We're like, we're buggered. we got to go. We had, I know. It's, it was we're really... at Bathurst. We had to fly out, to sit, fly out of Sydney at 9 o'clock the next morning. Yeah, it was such a um, full-on weekend. It really was... Uh, baptism of fire mm. and um, even for the people that have done it a lot it was a, it was a very hard weekend 
we, you know, most nights we weren't finishing at the track until I think the earliest was probably 10.30. Um, well, and by the time you go there, get you food and everything. done. Cars are all packed up. New engineers come in. You're like, oh, no, we've got to make some changes. You're like, I, I don't like engineers yeah. anymore. Yeah, so, but no, it, it was it was good fun. There was, um, you know, we, we met some really nice people and, and, and made some friends for life out of it. Mm. It was good. No, it was, it was a great experience. Um, yeah, all right. So that's enough for the Bathurst 12-hour. Sorry we didn't do a show after that. Um, we It's been very busy since then. Been full <laughs> yeah. on with everything, karting and stuff. But Well, uh, we, have we covered this we, yet? Nah, we haven't even covered It's not even on the run sheet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look out. So we've got a big announcement to make. We'll be also adding an extra little bit, not really too not much to the bit. show. Just maybe a recap <laughs> if we do all right. A, a, fee- a feedback from Michael a on what's going on. So Michael's now... Uh, going to be racing in tag restricted li- light, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If you won't right? let me run in heavies. Yeah. 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 Tag restricted weight. light, which is a go kart class with a one two five engine. Um. So he's going to be running that this year and uh, and uh, learning a whole sort of different aspect to racing, I guess. Yeah. It was um. Well, I've only had what two days out. First day was a bit of a. The first session was definitely very a learning session. The second time out with you improved a lot. Um, still got a long way to go. Uh, I think I've probably done maybe all of 60 laps so far. So No, you did a really good job the other day. You did 60 laps in one day when you oh, were down there with me. That's why arms were the next Yeah, day. <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed. Uh, Michael was out there pushing quite hard. These carts are not easy to drive. Uh, they do take it out of you. There's a reason that uh, a lot of supercar drivers have go-karts for... Practicing in the off season, yeah, in the off season and whatnot, and keeping their eye in, it's because it all happens very fast on go kart track too. You know, our straight's oh. probably two hundred meters sure. long, and that's your longest break. Other than that, you're always turning, breaking, accelerating. Got like, well, it does feel like you get ages take up that straight to rest your arms or something, but it feels it, like ages compared to not, the rest of the track. Yeah. yeah, the rest of the track, you're holding on and just like gotta keep this thing turned, and the rest <laughs> of the straight's like, oh, thank God, it's up a hill, get a bit of breeze. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's good. We'll um touch no, on that a bit later. Job. Thank you for that. It was um, I do appreciate you standing on the edge of the track, going hit this apex, hit this point, hit this point. And I'm like, all right, just I won't hit you, but we're gonna get close <laughs> to your marks. You said hit this no, point. You did did a good great job out there. All right, well, moving on to the Adelaide 500, we'll touch on a bit of the support categories first. Um, yep. in other news, we've got. Tom Maxwell has actually moved back from Europe into, he was back in Australia, racing in Australia for the first time in three years, I believe, two to three years. This, yeah, well, this will be the fourth year. So, yeah, mm. he w- he raced over in Europe for three full seasons. Yep. Um, so, this will be him back in Australia full time this year, racing in Career Cup, yeah, which so is going to be awesome to be able to see. On the, on, well, more than just a Saturday, the whole weekend. Yep. Um, first time actually driving. The, that car. Oh, no, he did one test day. He's done one test day, yep. First time driving that track. Crook has, too. Yeah, poor he Tommy was... had been sick all week. Um, mm. He managed to pull it all together pretty well and keep his hydration up because the temperatures down there were ridiculous. Oh, it was really hot. We'll get yeah. on to that a little bit later, but, but it was hot. Yeah, so he did a really, really good job with his sickness to um, battle through and, and, and managed to pull through the weekend or uh, all okay. got three top tens. Yeah. Get out of trouble. Yep. Um, I think Clean car. Biggest issue at the moment was his, his left foot braking, and I think he's 
<laughs> we noticed it in the grandstand where we're sitting, you're watching him. I was like, why is Tom riding the brakes? Like, what's he doing? Is he just dragging the brake through this corner? Like, why is he doing it and no one else is doing it? But he's like, nah, we, we actually spoke to him at the airport at Darwin. We're waiting for our bags. And we sort of, granted, the poor boy looked like he was about to die. Yeah, like his parents are like, do you just want to go, not good in the pressure you can go the get a car and we'll, um, we'll wait for the bags. He's like, nah, nah, it's all right. And then we're kind of like going, what was with the brakes? But yeah. he actually brought it up. His engineer was telling him to get off the brakes. Oh, that he was actually talking, because we, we brought up one of the drivers from Bathurst uh, that was in, in the car 48 and our team was Glenn Wood, which is Dale Wood's brother. Mm. And um, Tom's teammate is actually Dale. So I said, oh, how's it working with Dale? Because I know they're very similar with their comedian-like uh, sort of Humor. presence around the team That's in general. That's something that I got told about. If you get, like, I didn't actually get the, the pleasure of being listening to the Car 48's radio, but uh, apparently um, Dale, uh, not Dale, Glenn, he'll give you full commentary Glenn, around the track. Yeah, Glenn, you can't shut him up, actually. Uh, he <laughs> is quite funny, uh, and he he has, it. it it's good. It, it lightens the mood a lot. Um, so, But yeah, anyway, talking to talking to Tom about one of the test days that they did and and Dale's on the other side of the track watching what Tom's doing and going, get your bloody foot off the brake. Tell him to get his foot off the brake to his engineer to relay because <laughs> they, they have the same engineer, um, Dale and, and, oh, and Tommy. Okay, so they're sharing one, yep. Yep, they're sharing an engineer for the year. Um, so he's giving feedback about Tom and Tom's not even in the same part of the circuit. <laughs> and it's it's obviously, we are discussing it with Tom and Tom's a left foot breaker. Yep. It's so, all from the open wheel days. Yeah. So he's yeah, he's not really got his foot on it as such. He's just touching the pedal enough to enough activate to the activate brake the switch. They can see on their brake, tra- uh, brake trace, which has, it goes off brake pressure, yep. uh, that there's yeah, there's no pressure. It hasn't actually gone up at all. That's what I said to him. Like, you, you're on your brakes up Wakefield. Yeah. Like, was I? I'm like, yeah. Sometimes the whole way through it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was quite interesting. To begin with, that we thought the pedal maybe was adjusted wrong and then we kind of come up with the idea that, oh, I'd say he's probably left foot braking and he's just resting his foot on the pedal. So obviously didn't take too much pace out of the car because he did, a, I, in my I eyes, a pretty a good job. weekend. Yeah. Three top tens. You can't ask for much more than that and a clean car mm. to come away from that meeting with a good... Uh, lot of experience. See, this is a track that he would have never really raced on, like the, he the said never style of it. it on. Um, so, and it's one where you've got to take a car that doesn't like curbs and tell it to eat the curbs. Yeah, yeah. And try and get away with that every race and not get wrong. And he managed to do that. So uh, he's got to be proud of that. In the Porsches, what about that huge crash at Turn 8? Wow, wasn't that spectacular? Now we're talking first practice session or second practice session for them second practice session absolute oh it just destroyed machinery left right and center um we ended up with a i think three cars got taken out in that crash but one of them managed to make it back yeah yeah so two cars were written off for the rest of the weekend uh and one of those was unfortunately stephen richards car yep stephen richards was done uh, it was Dave Stevens was the actual, was it, it was Dave Stevens. Yeah. He was the guy that he put it into the wall initially. Now, yeah. talking to Thomas, he actually said he got knocked out cold. Yeah, so that that driver actually broke a rib and is not in the best way. He's stable and everything. There's no life-threatening things going on. But the crash actually did a yeah, fair bit of 
damage to him and he was not at the track the rest of the weekend. He was in the hospital. Mm. Um, so pretty scary one. And then we seen, uh, obviously, Richard's car um, with quite extensive damage. We went down to the Porsche uh, pit area to sort of get a first-hand knowledge of sort of look at it. And, uh, yeah, the rails on that car are, are severely bent. So that's going to be a really tight turnaround for them for getting it to Melbourne. Uh, which oh, is only two it's weeks. Only two weeks away, and they realistically, we say it's two weeks, but that's as if it. Well, it did happen on the on the Thursday, so I guess it was two weeks. But they've got to get that car to Melbourne the Tuesday before the race to get it into the the field and everything like that. So it's it, you know you're looking you at a week and a bit. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be really tight. So actually, Garth Tander went around to help them because they drove Stephen drove that car back to their workshop. Yeah. Um. And and they start pulling it apart the next day. So all weekend, Garth and him worked away for what? Well, actually, they got it done pretty quickly. In one day, they had it fully stripped, ready to go to the panel shop Monday, uh, and get it all sorted. As as they're open on the panel, but God is like, yeah, let us in. <laughs> fix this car, please. <laughs> but yeah, nah, that's good to see everyone was all right in the end. Um, yeah, there's a little photo of it on Speed Cafe. That front end's a bit. Yeah, she's a bit crooked. A bit crooked. All right. Um, Super Twos? Super Jumps. Twos. Super well, twos. big one this weekend, wasn't it? Mate, it was the main races that I was I can so. see the shirt you're sporting again. Yeah. Now, this shirt's this been hand-washed more than any shirt in, uh, in supercar times. history. <laughs> um, so, Michael actually has his middies, uh, Bryce Forward Racing shirt on, and wore that proudly all weekend. Did. You wore yours for three days or two days? Two days, yeah. I I, I sported mine for the two uh, Saturday Sunday. So Mitch uh, did the same. Yeah, all three days, mate. This this was the only race shirt I brought down. There you go. There you go. It, they're very proud supporters of uh, of Bryce, obviously the show. Um, fantastic effort all Great weekend. Result. Great work Great from result. the team. I was happy from as soon as we saw them hit the track on th- on Thursday. I was a happy boy. Yeah, well, he that went Nissan fastest was first, quick. first um, practice, which was awesome to see. I think he was nearly fastest in every session except for qualifying and the, I think the race he got run down in. There you go. So he um, he did a great job. The team obviously gelled well with him. He's back with his old engineer, back in his old car, and it's all working. He shouldn't have left, but in hindsight, you can see why they did. They went to the if you love Matt someone, you've got to let them go. <laughs> and you know it's true if you come back. Yeah, well, obviously that's worked out for them in that in that way. But you can understand the decision to go to Matt Stone after winning the championship, and they wanted to be they wanted to win the championship they are, exactly. So, um, but yeah, they're back in familiar territory, and it looks like it's working well with Bryce coming away with two race wins and a the second. second. Uh, Didn't get uh, the pole position. Oh. Yes. I mean, all credit to Mason Barbera. That was a great effort for him with that pole lap. It was. We were. We didn't even count on him. No, you're, you're exactly right. I, with a time click down, Bryce had we gone. I looked at the board yeah. going, nah, we got this. I'm cheering in the Cooper's bar. Yeah, well, I had all my, um, the times on my, on my phone and I'm going through them going, no one can beat this time. Mm. I'm looking through, looking through, looking through, and then Barbero managed sector. to do a really, really good final sector and get it across the line and take pole by very minimal margin, yeah. which was but full credit to him. Oh, you know, absolutely, great job. Stella, yeah, job from them as well. It really was like 
the rise of the young guys this weekend in Super Twos. Yeah, you've you know you got. Unfortunately, you know, well, Bryce is the is a veteran now. They keep saying he's veteran. I'm like, he's a 21 year old child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, you're not in 21. He's, he's 20. 20 yeah. But he's got 28 round starts. Yeah, he's done a. Um, he's clocked up the runs early. Uh, fifth getting, season. Getting he's starting his fifth season. In yeah. Super two. So you can see he started when he was what, 15. Yeah, well, he start. I don't think he did a full season that first nah, season. It was didn't. only one race or something. Uh, like that. He did a couple of races because the final race he switched over to Matt White. Yeah, okay. But it was, um, yeah, it all come together for them over the weekend. Fingers crossed, we can have a great year of Super Twos um, with some some good races ahead. Who do you reckon the title contenders are? Bryce Brody. Well, obviously, we we haven't even capped on Brody yet. Brody who did, did an amazing job. job over the weekend. Uh, really, in the races, was the main contender for Bryce. Uh, we also had uh, Dane Goddard. Yeah, Z- Zane Goddard. Zane, sorry. Zane did surprisingly well. Like, this is his second season? He did a... Yeah, he was one of my standouts, to be honest. He, I really didn't expect him to do as well as he did. Mm. And he, yeah, got to give it to him. Did a great job. And uh, I think he'll be someone that will mature over the season. I don't think he'll win the title, but I Good think... Good rear gunner. Yeah, I think he's going to be... By the end of the year, and look out next year, I think he's going to be very, very quick. Um, the ones that surprised me the most is actually not who was at the front. It was, it was who, who was, was at, at the, the back. back. You had Fiore at the back. You had the two Triple Eight cars. Well, that was parked for me for um, issues. Yeah, but they never really battled through the field no. like I thought they would with, obviously, two pretty good drivers and... Um, the engineering prowess of Triple Eight, I thought they were going to come through the field quickly, but it doesn't, didn't translate that way. They did move forward slowly, and they were actually really good to watch in the races because you knew that they were always going to be pushing to make passes and Thomas stuff. Thomas like Randall that. did all right. Yeah, good. Randall, it, it, a little bit sloppy for me from Randall because I'm, I'm starting to expect a lot from him, obviously being uh, the this Tickford back. second season. Yeah, but he's got a lot of experience, and he's, he's in a the Tickford back. Twenty-two. Yeah, back to car. I, I, I think he made a few mistakes, and once he irons them out, he's going to be even more. Um, what yeah, real mistake? The mistake? Oh, just locking. He, oh, he yeah, had, he kept having locking. Yeah, problems. okay. I was That's gonna what say, I'm that about. incident with Kurt. That was no, 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 Kurt's no, 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 nothing. No, no, nothing major. Just little locks here and there, which ended up, I think, hurting his race performance in the end because it compromised him a little bit. So mm. nothing, nothing major. He did a great job over the weekend. It's just those little things like that that are going to cost you big time. We had a international driver on the grid for Super Twos. We did. We did. Um, Abby Eden, who people might know from the Grand Tour test, she's a test driver on the show. Yep. Um, she got baptism of fire, that girl. Yeah, look, um, she's she's obviously signed up with uh, Matt Stone uh, Racing. This was just a one mat, one off round. Yep. Until they can find some, she's trying to. She's got from the thing about Super Twos, he's got this first race of the year, so everyone's like sh- smashing cars to get ready to race the first round, and then you've got what three months, two months. Yeah, it's basically like, you got to wait till the first, second of May. I second think. of May. Yeah, so a couple months to go. Um, so yes, got to find some backers, and it, it it is kind of bad in that way, but it's also good. You get a lot of this um, time now. If you did well at Clipsal, you've got time to build 
for sponsorship wise i'm talking about here um you got time to approach some sponsors and say look 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 what i'm doing over here what i can do for you um so that that's that's a really good thing not so good if you're looking for sponsors and you didn't do a good job in clipsal now it's going to be hard for her because it's obviously a track it's very hard to drive a car that's extremely hard track before yeah it's it's she didn't do the best job over the weekend but i think she did a pretty good job she was improving throughout the race um i think the first race she got classified as a finisher and i don't think the second two she did yeah can't remember exactly but she got Sharma, she was in turn seven, which we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah, she just got all tangled up. But, you know, hardest track. It's, a, it's a hard track. I think she did all right for her first time out. It was a tough slog. I kind of hope she stays in it. Yeah, I hope so, um, too. I think, you know, you don't make this commitment to move over to Australia and, you know, do one round. So, hopefully, she can get some backing, continue on. The Matt Stone team this year are doing a lot of work this year. They're yeah, running a, what, they got three cars? Two... Two super... Well, they actually got heaps. Got yeah. way more, yeah. <laughs> so let's just go. Start off. Todd, main game. Yep. You've got two in the Super 2s. Yep. You've got... Old Mate, the one, the Super 2 program, but then got demoted to Super 3s. Yep. Um, You've got Jason Gomesall's Touring Car Master. Yep. You've got Jason Gomesall's uh, Super 3. Yep. You've got the other Aussie driver search cars. Yep. The Audi, the yeah. 86, up and to the seven. U. Possibly another car. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot there's of cars. There's a lot of cars. I don't know. I hope they took on a lot more guys this year. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it. But I'm sure they're, they're looking for crew and stuff like that. Um, with that many cars, you obviously have a, a greater income as well yes. to, uh, to spread the crew out. Um, this is what last year they ran two cars. Three. Gomesals. Yep. Todd's prices. Yep. It's a big jump up. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy season for them. I, I'd I'd hate to be in their mechanic shoes because the hours they're going to be working is going to be huge. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. That's enough about Super 2s. You know, and Matt Stone guys being crazy and taking on so much work. <laughs> I don't, don't envy them. <laughs> no. So we've got here on our next talking point, Mustangs. Okay. Dig in, Thoughts. mate. Thoughts of them. What uh, do you think? Do you think... Well, it's are interesting. Are we going down a slippery sk- slope here with... um, Where it looks like Ford of going, let's not worry about aesthetics of the car and performance? Well, yeah, look, I don't. I Don't get me wrong. I'm no boffin on the rules, but I know that the, the roof line had to be a standard height and the, the roof length had to be a standard height. And then they had to make their aero to 200 kilograms, I think, at the front at 200 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, there's a set amount of aero downforce that they can have at a certain speed. Um, but they've lowered the front end of what the road car was. But I swear the Commodore does not have a front end that low. Well, they've sloped it all off to make it what looks like to be more efficient, and which is... All fine and well if you're doing it a little bit, but the way the level they've gone to, and I could be completely wrong here, and write in and tell us so if you if you feel so um, in, inclined, but it definitely looks like they've adjusted, uh, say the the end of the bonnet where the lights are and everything, and sloped that right down so it's a lot smoother. And not saying this from a parody point of view, I'm talking about a looks point of view. Yeah, it looks shocking. 
Um, the rear wing on the car is got the world's biggest end plates on it, which does Looks not like an afterthought. Well, yeah, and they're all there for for reasons. They're so definitely that, for a reason. I bet it's it cuts through the air nicely, and it doesn't give out too much extra. Well, the, vertically. Normally, the big side plates like that are, are, they stop you sliding and stuff like that mid corner. So turn eight on the weekend, on a track that's not overly aero, uh, if dependent that will give you side bite as well. So there, there's little things like that that I think they've done very much for performance and, and throwing looks way out the window. So it'll be interesting to see what you know, what happens in a couple of years' time when they change all the rules so that you can make a, a better-looking two-door car. Well, this is what the Camaro, like that's come out, been put on, put on hold until at least 2021, I guarantee you. They're going yeah. to be sitting down there and be like, 2021, let's redesign. But at the moment, the problem with all these cars is you're trying to fit two-door body cars on like a four-door coupes, on a four-door sh- chassis. Yeah. Like, we've designed it, like, the car of the future and Gen 2 was designed really to fit a Commodore on a The Falcon. big thing I'm going to be interested to see is, is it going to make it easier for Bathurst and all the enduro rounds to get in now these Mustangs is that going to be an advantage? The door is massive compared to a Commodore door or a Nissan door, um, so I don't know if that's going to give you that much gain or not because obviously all the roll bars are still in the same places. Take up more room when you open it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'd I'd like to see some you know see people getting in and out of them. Do you reckon they're only going to use these cars for two years? Yeah, I don't think once the new regs come out, I think these will change again. Yeah. So obviously as soon as you can lower that roof, everyone's gonna be like, lower the roof. Yeah, get that clean air to the rear wing. Um so but it'll be interesting to see what goes on now from the other side of that parity wise, what we're talking about with uh Triple Eight already raising some red flags, which everyone raised last year for Triple Eight. Yeah, look. Let's it's not all doom and gloom yet. We can see the clouds in the distance. It's rolling in, <laughs> but it's there's still a little bit of light. So we'll see how that goes. Let's hold off. Maybe let's not jump to conclusions after the Grand Prix as well, because I have a strong feeling that they're going to dominate the um the Grand Prix. Yeah, okay. Let's see how they're not aero aero is. Um. Well, th- th- this is the real test, isn't it? So the Grand Prix is an, a very flowing track and high speed. Uh, so you're going to see aero really come into its own. If, they, if they've got a massive aero gain, they should eclipse the field. All the Fords should, not just Scotty. Um, obviously, Scotty and Fabs are really strong over the weekend, and a couple of the Tickford cars were good. But Cam did a great job. I think all of the Tickford cars did actually a, a fairly solid job compared to last year. Cam Waters especially, probably the standout. Chaz made a mistake over the curbs in the, the shootout, obviously. Um, but, yeah, that that will be interesting to see whether, you know, you see five Fords at the front. You obviously can raise, you know, well, well now we're you looking know, you're at taking into account that ZB won the Melbourne, well, like, Scotty Pye won his first race in Melbourne last year. You know, we know the Commodore, the ZB are good around that track. So if they're not... Well, if they're not not good, but if the Mustangs are much better, then we might have an issue. I think there's also other things to take into account over the weekend. So we were looking... Last year, Shane won both races last year at Adelaide. Now, 
this year. Scotty's won both races. Very different races. This year we had three days over 40 degrees in Adelaide and the third day was like 30-something. 33. 33. Um, Felt like a beautiful day for a couple of Darwin blokes. But um, you know what I'm saying. Like it... There's there's lots of other variables in it. Just that it's not just the condition of this track, the arrows, you know, and, and whatnot. There was a lot of other variables in there. Maybe the, the maybe the shell cars looked after their tires better, or in the heat and stuff like that, mm. and looked after it over quality lap and stuff like that. So it'd be interesting it's to see. We need to check it over a couple of meetings. There's the new, you know, they're on single springs now. Yep, yeah, it's exactly so right. So maybe triple eight because they've been running, you know, twin spring for about. 12 years <laughs> they probably lost all their data well they don't would have no relevant data yeah so they're they're, they're trying to re uh re-engineer it all now and uh work where it's going to be great and get the best feedback from the drivers to get there but you know it's it's not going to be easy and obviously i'd say the um mclaughlin's crew obviously got it right Fabs was really quick over the weekend too, which looks really good for this year. It's not going to be just Scotty at the front. It's going to be a battle between the two of them. Um, Scotty last year kind of had it all his own way from his team. Um, so we'll be interested to see how the team treats That Scotty. was also got put into the point where as soon as Fabs started falling off and he was so really realistically too far behind when you got the Triple Eight guys that were right behind him as well. So he... Like Shell and any team's really going to start playing the team card if they're going to try and w- win a championship. Yeah, and yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. Let's jump on to talking about. We already sort of jumped into Adelaide, but Turn Seven, that was a big talking point this weekend. Yeah, if you didn't, if you might have cut, uh, caught our Facebook live when we were leaving the track. We actually on. walked past Turn Seven. We did, we did, and it just got a close up look at the table. Um, they moved that in a very long way. I'd say conservatively 10 metres would be a conservative amount of area they've, I've they've driven that, that in. track on a racing game and you never go... You just ignore that curve, go straight over it. Yeah. Can't do that now. There's a wall in the way. And it, it caught a few people out, didn't it? Heaps of people. They, and they, they used, obviously, a concrete wall with a tire. conveyor belt wrapped tyre yeah. tire, um, wall as well. And what kept happening is they put the tire wall so close to the curb that everyone's riding up the curb. They clip the tire wall a tiny little bit, and the rubber just pulled the cars in. Um, we had what a few cars to, um, turned around into it. I was about to say frosty, but it wasn't frosty. <laughs> God, that's the hardest thing. I swear, like I, you know, not once did I think on that weekend, like, oh, I miss Lounsey. Like, oh, where's Lounsey? Yeah, didn't didn't think of that. Didn't think of oh, where's Tander or Sav, but. Every time I saw that bolo car, I'm like, Frosty. I'm like, no, Frosty. Yeah. It's Lee Hosman. Yeah, the ongoing joke over the weekend was Lee Winterbottom and, uh, and Mark, Frosty. Uh, uh, Mark Frosty Holsworth. Holsworth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it is interesting. Um, that was that's probably one of the biggest things. And obviously, keeping the same sponsor <laughs> didn't help that transition either. Um but yeah, there were quite a few cars into that wall. Um, I think Abby was one of the yeah, she was unlucky, one of them. unlucky ones in the Super Two. And it was also well. like the other categories as well. Yeah, Porsches. Everyone was clipping it, and it it just seemed to suck them in like a magnet once they touched it. So I think there might be a little bit of design change maybe there next year. Where maybe they go to concrete or something, keep you right off it instead of um, trying to soften it up and everyone trying to use the max. What and was thinking wrong with it with how it was? Well, 
there was a pretty controversial yeah, I know thing that, last year. But just let everyone do it. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Didn't need to change the track. You just needed to move that yellow line further out. I think they, the wall. I am always of the opinion of it. It's a street track. You know what the limits are? Those big bloody concrete walls either side of it. Yeah. I was always of the opinion that that curb needed to move, move not the wall. Yeah. I think the curb should have been made wider, but they're obviously trying to keep people slow at turn eight. Yeah, otherwise trying to slow the, it down. Yeah. Otherwise, well, turn eight's going to be too it. scary. Well, we haven't even added on to our list. Macca Jones. Yeah. Well, that was turn nine, wasn't it? That was turn nine, but... Yeah. Yeah, he was coming through. Yeah, yeah. he broke into turn nine and he didn't have any brakes. Yeah. That was a massive, very, very scary massive crash. impact. Um, so, was that quality? No, that was no, practice. that was practice. Yeah. Massive crash. That was practice on... Ridiculously long night. Pra- yeah, practice on Friday before quali. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the team did a ridiculously long night. Four o'clock in the morning. Pulled it together left. in the end. Must have been Saturday that crash. Because they had it out for Sunday. And they, they did. didn't race Saturday. I'm pretty sure it was Saturday morning that crash. And they did it, worked all night. And then they were back there two hours later for him to race on Sunday. They had to get back in to start prepping it. Yeah, so it must yeah. have been Saturday morning practice. Yeah. Four. And then he didn't get quali. Um so yeah, that that was a crazy, uh, crazy weekend for him. Obviously, being a debutant into the supercars as a full time driver, obviously he did a couple of um, wild cards, wild cards last year. Uh, but yeah, that that was um, obviously a real letdown for him. But and a scary, scary problem too. That so the car lost all front brakes and it basically went in at two hundred kilometers an hour backwards into a tire barrier and shredded the car, ripped everything off of it. I'm surprised they got it out. I thought when I seen that, I was like, just don't need to bother taking that back to the workshop. Just order a new one. It's a testament to how well the cars are built, isn't it? So the the roll cage stayed intact. It destroyed everything backwards of the roll cage. Um, So the actual cell area where the the driver's in in, in the interior. Um, It took up all that impact. It didn't catch fire. Just all sorts of positives out of that negative crash come out of that crash. You know, you can see how fast he went in and he got away with that crash with a headache and uh, feeling a little bit sore. Yeah, he walked away from it. Yeah. Years ago, you would not. Yeah. So no, it was a um, really good job by the team as well to spend all night putting that car back together to get him back out there on the Sunday so he could actually do his debut race yeah. you know, on Sunday did afternoon. did a good job. He did Got that car out. Tough that race for them. Straight. Yeah, tough race for them. They had a lot of problems. He obviously started rear. Um, but, you know, still great effort and laps under his belt. The heat, we touched on this a little bit, that it was hot. We had four day, uh, three days over 40, and then the last one was like 33 or something. We had one driver that got pulled out of the race due to a cool suit failure. It was Cam Waters. Yeah. He wasn't super happy, but honestly, I think, Supercars have to stick to their heat policy. Well, I agree. So they were quite negative about the supercars, and we should be able to make our own decisions, blah, blah, blah. No, we've seen that at Bathurst. Yeah. And I think supercars have to do something that's... Unfortunately, it's not going to be popular because it wasn't a great decision, but rules are the rules, and they've got to be black and white when it comes to safety. There's a reason that they have all the fire suits for fueling cars and pit lanes, all these other safety rules... Yeah, you know, nothing goes wrong all year 
but it, something could go wrong. So you that's why you're in your fire suit. That's yep. why you're doing all these precautionary measures on all these other fronts. And the drivers are no different. We've got cars now that have full, basically no ventilation in them. You're looking at cabin temperatures of over 60 degrees. Yeah. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that that will literally give you heat stroke in half an hour. Oh, easy. Uh, when you're exerting and yourself. And not only that, you're in a race suit. Yeah. As much as he was not happy with the situation then and that they pulled him out so quickly, it's just a fact. It's, it's going to be the same all year, I hope. Yeah. Because if he does get heat stroke, it's going to take a while. You take a while to recover from it. Well, what's going to be interesting is whether one of our good contacts from uh, from the Bathurst 12-hour has designed a new cool suit box. And um, I don't want to give too much away, but it, it could come in handy in these cars if you have Except a cool suit. Good. Yeah, cool suit failure. Uh, actually, in our car, the 48, the one I was working on in Bathurst, our first stint, the cool suit froze, which mm. is exactly what happens to these cool suits. They either get airlocks or they get um, the, the coolant freezes them because dry ice is actually a lot lower temperature. I think it's minus, oh, what was it, minus 40 or something like that degrees. Mm-hmm. And coolant, and glycol coolant will freeze at like minus 30 something yeah yeah. Um, so it's very easy to freeze it if it gets a little airlock and doesn't travel around it'll freeze the coolant quite quickly you need the driver's heat you need the flow to stop the the, it icing up but if it does this new cool suit box that he's designed is going to come in very very handy for a lot of these teams so um i think dan could be looking at a lot of people approaching him he's he's come up very unique design i don't think anyone in the world's doing it and it's also quick easy to like switch out yeah, so and if you've got multiple of them, we only have one because it is a prototype. Um, so we had to pull it out for one stint and they had to run just blower fans and everything for our cars. Um, but when you've got multiple of them, obviously a supercar team would have multiple of them. You can just pull one out, bang a new one in, and it's fixed, problem fixed. Todd Hazelwood got into the top 10 on I know. Sunday. What a How turnaround from last year. from the crowd. Obviously, Todd's an Adelaide boy, so he was pretty popular all weekend. Um, and that car actually looks quite good in person. I like, I like it. it. I yeah. like it. Our name's on the back of it. It's it is good. true. It is true. We've got breaking late on the back of that car. Um, but yeah, he did a fantastic effort and um, really managed to pull out a good lap to, in qualifying to get into the top 10. His top 10 lap was exciting to watch. Yeah, look, he put he it all put out it there. All on the line, man. Yeah. Balls out. Yeah, yeah, he did. Wasn't the quickest lap. <laughs> still started seventh. <laughs> it was. It was pretty interesting, wasn't it? it he come across because we were sitting in the um the, the turn one, so the chicane grandstand there, and we're watching, and we we it actually is a really good spot to watch because nine out of ten times that's where the mistakes made, oh, and yeah. you can pick it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he come so through and sprayed it over the curbs, and it slid out. He didn't get a curb strike or anything silly, but you could tell it just was he was going aggressive and then we just watched the rest of the lap going, Oh, oh So close, <laughs> like turn eight when he come through, you're like, Oh, he's like oh. All out he there. had fun, he was enjoying it, he got that track to himself. I mean who wouldn't? Yeah, amazing weekend for them in general, I think. They've, they've and to come really home got some with confidence. The top ten. Top 10. Yeah. And exactly. he kept Wind Cup at bay for a long time. I think he only got past when Todd pitted. I think that was actually something we were having a little bit of a joke about. I said, how does Wink Up feel when his last car. year's car is beating them at the moment? Yeah. 
So, no, fingers crossed for that team that this is a sign of things to come as well, that it's going to become more, uh, more present this year, that he's going to be up in the top 10. Um, We're not... I think we're going to do a different this year. We won't recap the whole race because it's already a, quite a long event. So we'll keep going on the way we're going. Let's talk about the pit stop incident. Which one is that, Michael? Are you talking about a little Chaz Mostert v... V. Uh, Kelly. Kelly, yeah? Yes. R. Kelly? <laughs> it is R. Kelly. It is R. Kelly. <laughs> At least this one's a bit more... Um, not in jail. Yeah. Yeah, less, less, less in jail. Um, I don't know where. No, he's not in jail that. yet. It's just, just. <laughs> well, he just got out of jail, didn't he? I think he got arrested. Yeah. yeah anyway, anyway, anyway. As you can tell, we're completely up to date with R. Kelly's movements. <laughs> Only the Rick Kelly form of that, but. Um, so we had a moment in pit lane where Chas Mostert now had been sent. Um, but his car was blocked by a wheel that was hanging at the back of Shane's car. Yeah, so I missed this because we went to the bar. So they basically told him to go. Then he couldn't go because he couldn't get into the fast lane because it was a t- in a legal spot. Not mm-hmm. It wasn't out in the fast lane, but where it was placed, it was kind of blocking the fast lane for Chaz to get out. It was too tight. So they had to pull Chaz back again and then push him out and then pull him back again so he get the right line. And then they still... No one come over the radio to tell him to stop. He still sent him right into the path of one Nissan Altima. Yes. And now that Nissan Altima was Rick Kelly. He's copped a bit of flack as well. He's copped a lot of flack. Everyone in this uh, situation copped a little bit of flack because it was quite an embarrassing one for all parties, I think. For everyone involved, to be honest. Ethan... We'll keep talking about it, but all cars, I think, even the ones that cut through Triple Eight's pit. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So they they basically come together, and it was such a hit that it pivoted um, Mostert's car around 90 degrees to the pit wall. Blocked it. And blocked, blocked it the then. whole of pit lane because they were stopped right next to it and luckily didn't hit one of the Triple Eight well, workers. Shane, no, it was Wincup's car that was there, I believe. I think that was Shane at that stage. Yeah, Shane. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, the Shane was in there. He was getting service. So you've got guys doing tires and fuel and stuff right next to there as the car's blocked, and then you've got all these cars that are wanting to try and get around. They yeah. sent Shane out, and then Fabian's like, "Thank you very much. I'll head through your pit." Yeah. But then you've got yeah, like I think Todd, he scr- scrambled through. Um, I think Slade must have got through there as well. There's a few of them that went through, and I was like, I don't think It looked very desperate. It almost looked like if we get another incident like that, you need almost like a pause button. Yeah, like stop. Everyone stop. We'll go back a lap or something because someone's going to get really hurt because they all started being desperados trying to get through Triple H's pit. Now, there's, there's people in pit lane. Yes, they've got race suits on. They're vulnerable. You're not in, you're not like <laughs> invincible in a race suit. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was a little bit scary to watch. Luckily, no one got hurt, and the Triple Eight boys were very wise and kept out of the way. So as soon as Fabs went through, they looked, the guys on the outside were about to step straight in front of Fabs, but they were aware, were aware enough that he was coming through, that they pulled the back and they held the tires in their hands and then walked through the, that area, and then everyone started funneling straight You reckon through. if it was Scotty, they'd be like, ah, oh, no, I'm just wheeling this slowly, wheeling <laughs> slowly through. I, I don't think Fabs gave him a choice. I literally no, thought I it was like, was like, if you I'm walk in going. front of me, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. Um, 
it would have been interesting. I reckon if this that had happened, say, you know, November, Newcastle round, I think Triple Eight would have put in a protest saying that was not safe. Yeah. Um, but maybe they've just, you know, put that in the back pocket. You know, we let you get away with that. Yeah, um, we well, let you go through our pit. So when we're coming in in championship fight, let us use yours as yeah. a straight lining. Yeah, because it was, yeah, it'll be pretty controversial, I think. Um, they obviously didn't want to, you never know. They might have gone and queried it and been told, that, no, you guys let him through. But yeah, you well, never know. doesn't matter. Um, in that, yeah, Rick Kelly's copped a lot of hate for that. But Moss has actually come out that night, apologized to um, Kelly and said, look, our fault. We've, you know, we got released out there. And I think today he didn't come back again because it's like the amount of hate that Kelly's getting on social media. And Todd's, uh, Todd, Must Chaz is Chaz, just yeah. like, no, if I didn't get released into the fast lane at that point in time, it wouldn't have happened. As the responsible, like it's the responsibility of the car being released into the fast lane to make sure he's not going to impede or hit anyone. Yeah, you're not wrong. And like, I can understand people... We obviously had um, Captain Complainer, shouldn't call him that, but uh, Tim Edwards uh, come out and say, well, Kelly stayed on the throttle. He could have lifted out of the throttle. It wouldn't have been a big incident, blah, 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 blah. And going, yeah, but he's adjusting bars in his car. He was like, like, if that. you look on the onboard, he's also doing like seatbelts back and not that you yeah. don't need the seatbelts, but just adjusting. Yeah, he's and probably pulling them and tighter and stuff like that, making sure he's firm in the seat and everything like that. So it, he's blaming the other teams, which was, I think, not not, not good move. That's, um, yeah, I'm, I've never been a big fan, but I don't think it's a great move to start blaming the other teams. I think Chaz has done the right thing here and go, hang on, no, we're the ones that entered the lane. Fair enough, Rick could have probably reacted faster, but he was busy doing stuff in his car, didn't realise it, it was too late. He doesn't want to make contact either. No, he doesn't want to wreck. It ruined Rick's car. He damaged his spe- um, steering and ended yep. up boxing. And I think he finished last, like yeah, 18 it was 20 laps, laps down. D- yeah, yeah. So, um, what do yeah. you think of the return serve a little bit when <laughs> Chaz got the drive through and just coincidentally Rick Kelly pulled into the pits at the same time and did it stopped? Uh, uh, and then to, I said, Trap, his steering's busted. He has to stop, get the wheel turn, and then go. <laughs> yeah. No, he definitely was slow down pit lane. He was barely idling the last little bit while Chaz... Damaged, mate. His engine had yeah. it was overheating. He had an oil issue. You know, he was just looking after that Nissan. <laughs> I don't have too many of those engines left now. <laughs> Nissan's gone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it, it was definitely a bit of game and shit going on. Like, just letting Chaz know that he wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't happy with the situation, which is all good. I don't think there was anything untoward... You know, he didn't get out of the car and start abusing him mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, um, yeah, uh, I think that's all fine. How'd you find the last um, 10, 15 laps of the race on Saturday, which um, Shane had stayed out for a long, long time, finally come in, put um, a set of new tyres on, topped him up, had enough fuel to get to the end. And then pretty much had to chase down like a 15, 20 second gap of the it, two Mustangs. I, I honestly thought, why is he even bothering? But he did such a good job. He came within like, I think he got within like three seconds. Th- three seconds of, Ch- of Scotty? Scotty, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That gave me a little bit of hope. That's the, that's the ray of sunlight there going. Well, on Saturday, it was a bit like, God, they're like 40 seconds ahead. It's <laughs> like, how are you doing this? This is just doom and gloom. But then with, you know, Shane managed to drive back. Especially really from drag such in. bad qualifying positions over the weekend. They did, really didn't get it right. Bad qualifying. He started sec- He started on the front row. Uh, on which day? Sunday. Yeah, but the f- Saturday, he started, what was it? Fifth or something like yeah. that. So they just didn't get it right. And, and Wing Cup wasn't even in the 10. So no. um, Well, Shane only just made it into the 10. They, they've definitely got some... Um, they got some work to work do. Work to do, yeah. They got to do their homework. <clears throat> but no, it was a great race. Um, I think Sh- Shane actually said it was interesting watching Chaz. Uh, not Chaz, sorry. Mostert. No, God. <laughs> Chaz Mostert. Chaz Mostert. It was interesting watching him. No, it was interesting uh, watching Waters? Waters, following Waters. They Shane and Waters both have the same driver coach. So it was like, it's like kind of following me. He's like, he's doing the same. He was behaving the same way. Yeah, okay. of it like in the defense and stuff like that. He's like he was driving like his style a bit, so it was a bit harder for him. And he just, I think he just ran out of laps. Yeah, oh, and he would have pushed very hard to get there. So, um, no, I think it's it's not all doom and gloom for the Triple Eight uh, fan wagon. I reckon it's there'll doom be and some gloom for coming. their merchandise though. <laughs> yeah, not it was pretty quiet over that. the we- weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not yeah. selling as well as it used to. No. Even in the shops today, as I saw three people wearing shell shirts. <laughs> and it's on a Wednesday in Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah, just rub it in. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's good for the sport. It's getting a lot of people into it. Full credit to Scotty. Great way to start your championship defense, though. Absolutely. Isn't it a stellar weekend for them? Shell really put it together. Mm. Obviously, they had a bit of um, not great weekend with Fabs, but it, the pace he showed... I think he could be a real contender this year. Yep. So it will be interesting to see what happens over the year. And I think, you know, Shane come walking away with two thirds is not a bad effort considering their cars really weren't. Roland pretty much said the only reason why we got podiums is because the Mustangs were falling over each other. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll see. Roland, I think, is going to very much try and make the Mustangs look like the w- fastest thing in the world and no one can compete with those Mustangs. You need to make them, you know, put some weight in their block or, or do something, make their center of gravity higher. They're, They're cheating. Uh, the Mustang weights, the uh, extra ballast must be mounted to the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they got nah, plenty we'll of room in there. Look how high it is. We'll see and see. If it's founded, they'll do something about it. Uh, look, I honestly, I don't think there is... Any parity issues with the cars? Honestly, I don't think the supercar would sign off on the car if they found a major disparity. Yeah. When you look last year, we were talking about composite guards. Yeah. Like, Which oh. ended up making no difference. Yeah. <laughs> basically no difference. By the time we got to the next round, which was... No, last year was Simmons Plains, wasn't it? Before Melbourne? They st- So half the teams had it at Melbourne. Yeah. So it showed you how quickly they pumped them out. Oh, yeah. So half, so all the four teams had a set, but they only had enough for one car. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Scotty got one. Yep. And Frosty got one. Yep. <laughs> and would that mean Davison? You know, Davison actually did a pretty good job. I was impressed with them, yeah. I was impressed with them. But he also did really well last year at Adelaide. 
Yeah, okay. He did um, the shootout last year as well. I was I was impressed with that little team. I was impressed with um, Frosty as well in the new team. I think they did. Oh, okay. last to six. Yep, that was a great did. result. They did a really. He struggled good job. a lot on the um sad day, and he he can come out and said, "Yo, forty two degrees, new car. You guys go out and do well." Yeah, and he's saying he's you have to drive the car completely different. He's got the engineer because he's got Phil Keith. Yeah, on the on his on his cams, and he's going, "You're driving the car wrong." Yeah. You're driving it wrong. You're driving it like a Ford. You need to be driving it like this. And so on the sad day, they re- looked at all the data and said, no, you need to drive it triple eight style. Yeah. And because they've got the data package, they had a look at the data and then he started driving it a bit more triple eight stylish with however they drive it differently. And it sort of came to, and I think, you know, give him another couple of rounds and he'll have his head around this Commodore. Yeah. It was quite interesting in saying that after all these experience in Ford, obviously for so long. He, the cars were designed so differently that he had to physically drive the car. 13 years. Yeah. And that's where he goes, is you get you hot keep, and tired and, and you're, you're to drive as 78 fast as, laps. And you try and drive it as fast as you can. So you just do what you used to do to make the car go as fast as it could. Yeah. And it doesn't work in these cars. So you actually go slower. So, no, I think that'll be a good matchup. Phil Keed is very switched on. So oh. I think he'll help that team He's move forward. He's a gun of an engineer. Yeah. So he'll move forward. Um, and I think... Really, Lee will probably be pretty happy with the weekend too. They've got pace compared to last year. He's he kept it happy. out of turn seven. He would have done all right. Yeah, yeah, not wrong. It was a little mistake, but I think that's positive for them as well. So, yeah, his good. his fans. All the Tickford cars actually did all right. Yeah, they did a pretty good job. Like they like you said, considering they're not new chassis. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's funny that isn't it? Which I think, to be honest, is a bit of piss poor effort by Tickford to not yeah, get new chassis it's ready. M- it's money, obviously, is um. It's not there for them, but yeah. Oh. So anyway, well done to Scotty. You know, kicked off your champion defense, two wins. Chas Moster, not Chas Moster. Because I, I, I wanted him to get up there. Waters, you know, got a podium. That's good. Um, and the two thirds for um, Shane. Well done. Let's look into the Formula One. Ready? Just before we jump to Formula One, I've got one last thing that, that we okay. took away from the weekend. After the Philip Island test day and they banned Erebus from running because they were too loud. They're still very loud. And they said they hadn't changed anything. I have to question whether they have or haven't because those cars are by far the loudest car in the field. Now, we've had many discussions about this on the weekend. Mm. Was it, is it they've changed the exhaust? Are they doing overrun with the fuel to like... You know. Well, it's it's obviously um, none of us are, are super super tech savvy, but um, privileged to this information. Yeah, information <laughs> yeah, so we could make a thousand guesses and never know whether we're right. But there's definitely something going on there. Their cars are, are very 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 loud. Compared. They're the loudest. They backfire the loudest. They're just yeah. I think you're right. I think they're running more fuel in it off throttle. Well, I almost think they're doing something to cool pistons or something like that. But I could be way off. Um, <clears throat> so it'd be interesting to see, and also maybe exhaust runner lengths on the manifolds is different, and that's giving them a said different. They didn't sound. change anything, but they're not going to say, "Hey, we've got this new exhaust." Yeah, well, in it could have been like that in other places. It'd be interesting to see what it sounds like now. It just might have been where we were sitting exactly, but they were still louder than everyone. They were definitely were, but we were listening for it this time as well. We we last year we weren't listening for them to be louder than anyone. Well. Wherever we go next, 
we'll listen to. So Michael's to got another seven round year. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't do it. We added up how much money we spent this weekend. It's too much. <laughs> oh, well. Yes. F1. Right. Formula One. Williams, mate. Williams are having another tough year, aren't they? Oh, started off on the back foot. Uh, yeah, well, they started off two days behind in testing. And let's be honest, the rest of the testing they did that week was pretty mediocre. Um, Kibitza's not, not happy. Much, not much time behind the wheel for any of their drivers. The car's pretty rubbish. It's the slowest in the field. Uh, big questions over their staff at the moment. They're, they've been having a bit of a The staff went on strike. Yep standoff with their stuff they're actually trying to smooth it over at the moment they put a big thank you on their wing at the moment with all the staff's names and stuff on the wing um which is obviously in formula one that area is very very expensive to get your business name on oh when you got no sponsors it's easy (laughs) yeah so um but yeah they're really trying to smooth it over because it's not great at the moment they're really really struggling the old williams team considering they were they're a championship winning team. They were during the 90s. They, they were, were the, the pinnacle. Team. They were the mm. pinnacle back then. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a big money issue at the moment there. Um, they're obviously trying to squeeze stuff on, on and their, uh, their price. There's been massive restructures in the company. A lot of stuff have left. Um, yeah, look, not good. Not good times. Hopefully, we not don't too want many, to see... Not too many tips for Williams this season for us. No, if they get a top 10, I'd be surprised. Yeah. That's how bad it is. Um, so, fingers crossed they can find some good sponsors and help a team that really was an icon of Formula 1 get back to the top, you know. If Cannon was still around, they could get Cannon back on board. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I think, no, Cannon's still around. It's Kodak that's gone. Yeah, Kodak's gone, yeah. yeah. Well, talking about sponsors, one sponsor's been pulled off the cars. Yeah. With Formula nice One. Um, yeah, look at that. I Mis- good mission win now. Mission win now is a missing at win now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone's kind of caught on to the sneaky stuff that we were talking about last year, actually. You brought it up in our last We brought it up in the, the last year. podcast, but it was like been on the cars since, oh, I can't remember exactly when, but been for a while. And we were just like, how is this legal? It's, oh, they're all not advertising tobacco. We're advertising our electronic products. And you're like, they're still like a tobacco-based product. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Mission Win Now is a Philip Morris um, slash fund for Ferrari. Yeah. Which is pretty much what it is. It's And Philip Morris is Marlboro. Marlboro and all the other good things. Um, in Australia and like most places in the world, I think, think or hope <laughs> what's that it's illegal it's to illegal advertise. to advertise cigarettes um oh yeah look that's very hard to say because europe has all sorts of different laws and stuff like that but yeah but i think it was australian and the eu was investigating yeah if it, what the legalities of it was it and it pretty much like it all started last week where all of a sudden the fia re-released all the team names and it had dropped from scuderia mission win now ferrari to just Scuderia, Scuderia, Scuderia Ferrari. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, what happened to the name? And they're like, oh, the name's changed, but it's still going to be on our cars. And then Sunday night, 
I was flicking over the internet and I was on the Formula One website and I was having a look at the driver profiles and I noticed that um, Charles Leclerc and Sebastian. Sebastian Patel no longer have Mission Win Now on their photos. They've been photoshopped out on their on, for the, on their race suits. Yeah. And then it come out this afternoon that, nah, we've pulled the logos off the car for this round. Yeah. Interesting. It's, they couldn't, they didn't have enough time to sit down, talk to with the Australian regulations people and come to an agreement. Yeah. So they're like, we don't want to get in trouble. We're just going to rip them off. They said, but don't worry, Australian fans. We've got something special installed for you. So you reckon like Philip Morris was the reason why the Ferraris smoked so much? <laughs> oh, you're on fire, mate. Um, uh, yeah, look, look it, it will be interesting to see whether they get them back on the cars because it's not just whether they're in Australia. It's Australia is not allowed to broadcast them. No, we still we get all like our old supercar races replayed, fuzzy and bits. they're fuzzy. Like, and you're like. I know Peter Brock's car was sponsored by Malboro. <laughs> yeah, you can tell with the big white stripe and the black text in the middle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be really interesting because the, these questions started to be raised at the end of last year and it was for good reason because it... And it's and what worries me as well is that McLaren has been entered into by another cigarette company. British American Tobacco. And I'm there's becoming this resurgence of tobacco company and, and don't get me wrong it's because they're still Formula making heaps some money yeah Formula and one they're not allowed to sponsor it so they're like we can't even give it away yeah so and formula one needs the money but it, like now they're trying to get into gray areas and it's going to get dirty real quick uh it's going to get banned and then they're all going to have to go backwards and this so the the tobacco companies actually brought into mclaren they're not even sponsoring yeah, yeah they own a bit of it yeah which is even more grey. <laughs> well, how? As long as their logo's not on it. It's not yeah, called, but their name is in it's it. It's not called the British America Tobacco McLaren East or whatever it is. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But they, they it, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this mission win now because it might knock on the head any more investment from tobacco companies for a while. Yes. Well, what are your thoughts on testing? Like, who won testing? Honestly, I don't even think we should be making the prediction game this year. Who this ran rate. with the most sandbags? Um, I think Ferrari look very dominant. Yeah. I think there's a lot of talk of Mercedes at the moment having two completely different cars, but... Oh, really? Like Valtteri's is crap and McLaren? No, 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 no. So, so what's happened in testing is Ferrari ran with a similar car with updates the second week of testing to the first week. Just refinements... Little things here and there they wanted to try to see what it would do with uh, their And flow. Mercedes was completely different. Mercedes brought a different car, basically. I've seen that. I saw that. I read it the other day and you're like looking at it going, it's different. So the, the basically they've doubled their workload over winter and the rumors are that they've got a high downforce package and a low downforce package already worked out. And not talking about just a rear wing. We're talking about end plate uh, like... Side plates, floors, they body. Allowed, how many cars are you allowed? Or you have to. You're allowed, as long as it's all homogulated. Yeah. Um, you're fine. So they so can you literally can have, have chassis. Like, we swapped cars. Like, you we're can't swap use... chassis. Yeah, so it has to all bolt. So chassis, yep. Yeah, so, but all the body panels and stuff like that, as long as they've been scrutinized, checked, and uh, from past it, 
you, you're right to use it. So, but, so you only allowed the one chassis per driver. You can use multiple chassis so per year, but yeah, yeah. You, you, but they can pretty much have one chassis set up purely for high downforce. Uh, I don't know what the rules are. I think they kind of got to stick with a chassis and then retire a chassis. If it's I don't know if, if they're allowed to beyond repair. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Sebastian did it a couple of years ago. He got Red Bull to build him a completely new chassis, which is unusual. They don't normally do that unless there's something wrong with the chassis. But Sebastian said he felt like there was a flaw in the chassis somewhere. There is a flaw at the bottom. <laughs> nice. Um, flaw in the chassis somewhere that was causing his lack of pace against Ricardo. And that's why they built him a new chassis because he's saying, you're not going to find it, but it's something in the car. That's what it is. Build me a new chassis, by the way, I'm leaving. So, yeah, so they built two of that chassis for him. But traditionally, they don't. Traditionally, there's two like two chassis per team. I guess um, the teams are equipped enough to rip all the panels. They rip all the panels off when they get back to the oh, sheds yeah, of after course, the race of anyway. Course. They do pretty much full strip down between races as well, down everything off. Um, but... Their the, the, the panels and everything being different sh- sort of shows how much more development they've done than everyone else. Um, so it wasn't just little fine tunings, you know, like a little bit smaller rear wing or, or whatnot. It was a completely different shaped car, yeah. uh, which is a little bit scary. Ferrari looked like they have definitely got the most pace, but there could be these wild card ones where Mercedes turn up and dominate because they've already got a car that's developed for that style of track. Mm. All right, well, what's your predictions? We'll go Formula One first. Formula One, um, I'd ha- you can't go past with the pace of the Ferraris at the moment, so you've got to so go. which one? Uh, I'm, I'm going with experience for sure, yeah. So you're going... Sebastian. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to jump on Charles. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know I, I, we were talking about it over the weekend. You're very fond of Charles. Oh, mate, he's my background. Yeah, yeah he's already got the background. There's, there's, I've got now I've got the number 16. On yep. my phone. There you go. Um, so that that'll be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting this year. Sorry to go back. Now That's we're right. making predictions, but Bottas is coming out very aggressive in his media releases this year, and I'm not going to stand down to the team if they tell me to let Hamilton pass. And it's, you know, they've got to make it up to me, and blah 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 blah. It's going to be interesting see to see how to it goes. Word. Yeah. Let's see Russia again. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. So I don't think Hamilton's going to have it on a silver platter as much as he did last year. I don't think he needs it. I think the whole thing last year was like it was a race to five. It was basically like race to your first championship. Yeah. Your first, fifth one. But I think now, like, he's got more than Vettel. Let let Bottas have a victory. Um, Not a championship. Just And just obviously a we, we can cover off Ricardo's team. Ricardo actually had a pretty scary failure in, pra- in practice. Yeah, when his wing came off. Yeah, so he's uh, be DRS failed. Imagine the and the top wing come speed off. of that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little bit too much. You can stop <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it, yeah, he had a big off. But luckily Still enough, the car's good. Didn't make the yeah. Well, they were really surprised with the car. They saying it, they actually think the car performance is it's better than the team was expecting from practice. So that's going to be where do you exciting. think he's going to finish fourth? Uh, I th- think he will finish seventh seventh yeah i think he will be i will look this i'm hoping he'll be best of the rest it's fourth no red bull oh well. red bull yeah yeah seventh S- top Ooh. six All right, let's just get this. is the is the number one 
is the ace pick. I reckon Ricardo. I'm going to go fourth. That's good home run. I hope. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, that's like winning for them. Fourth for him. Now, V8 supercars. Supercars. So we're back in Melbourne, which is. Can um, I go first? Yeah, you can go first. Scotty. <laughs> Scotty. Yeah. Because we're not going to give anyone points for Adelaide. Because even though we didn't release a show, not one of us said Scotty. You're right. You're right. I said Shane. You said Win Cup. Then we'll and start we speaking about, about Reynolds. We didn't even talk about... Um, we didn't talk about the lack Super of two. pace that Reynolds had. We didn't even make a prediction for Super 2s either. I would have got a point for that. We we uh, all got a bit sidetracked on that. Um, very, very busy schedule getting down there and everything as well. It was. It's like we come back from the... Well, first off, we had a break. Yeah, you know, we had our well-deserved off-season, and that turned into just a, a good time. Yeah. Um, and then you know, go kart, Bathurst twelve-hour, can we work. go for this? Just work, work in general. <laughs> you know. Anyway, it's, it's like anyway, you don't need to care about. Uh, so you're going on. Going you're going go the McLaughlin train. Scotty, I'm gonna. You beat me this year, so I'm gonna come back strong because it's even still up on the board. Actually, I didn't even put your other strike on the board. You wouldn't, would you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it should say 2018 All champion. Right, I'll fix it. Yeah, 2018 <laughs> champion. You can have that up there. All right. Um, the season. Okay. What, where are we going to go? What are we going to go? I think... I think Triple Eight will be back there. This is... They're going to be longer races this year, aren't they? Because they're actually nah, championship the points. Four, yeah, but it was the same as last year. It's still the 400. So it's a... Two 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 hundred kilometer races. Nah, there's three races, isn't there? Oh, they got like okay. a Friday, a Saturday night. Uh, yeah, I remember like it's all rubbish. Yeah, we're a support category. Very short races. Um, That's why I think of the Super Twos are going. Oh, they can race longer than nineteen laps. I'm gonna go. Waters. Ooh, oh, look at these names coming out of the hat that no one said yet. Oh, actually, I. Don't want him to win. I'd prefer it to be um, Reynolds is actually ah, who I want to win. Danny's wanting <laughs> is Reynolds. But I feel like Waters has got fire in his belly at the moment. Yeah. No. And he's trying to prove something, and it, I think it's going to come. So, yeah. Sit and watch that space. All right. All right. Well, I think we're done for our first episode back after the break. A little bit rusty, you know. But it's just... <laughs> We didn't get any testing. So. <laughs> no testing in the off-season. Nah, you know, we, we didn't even know if we could get a package together in time, you know. <laughs> on the phone to sponsors, like, hey, you want to come on board? No. <laughs> Turns out no one wants to come on no board. No one's come on board. <laughs> We're racing a white car this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Same no, as we've been doing the last three years. <laughs> Self-funded. We're the traditional privateers. Yeah, yeah. We're the 90s privateers. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're spending more money to do this. <laughs> not good. a good business All decision, good. but it's good fun. And we thank you guys for joining us. So if you do want to hit us up, if you've got anything you want to say, if you don't agree with stuff, or if you do and you want us to talk about it, just email us in. We're breakinglate at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breakinglate. Um, yeah. I think that's us done and dusted. We'll be back in a fortnight's time for the AGP. Yep. And supercars. Cool. Thank Take you guys. Care, everyone. See ya. Gotcha. <laughs>